For nearly a century, Columbia International University, or CIU, in Columbia, South Carolina, has educated people from a biblical worldview to impact the nations with the message of Christ. Today, they continue that effort, offering 19 undergraduate majors, graduate and seminary programs, professional certificates, and convenient online programs for working adults. CIU's enrollment has increased four straight years, and in the fall of 2020, a total of 2,145 students enrolled for the academic year, the largest in the school's history. The university is also playing a critical role in the revitalization of the Monticello Road corridor in this city. Welcome to the Who's on the Move podcast. I am your host, Alan Cooper. In this podcast, we are going to be speaking with the president of CIU, Dr. Mark Smith, about the past, present, and exciting future for the university. Dr. Smith, welcome to the show. Tell us a little about your background and education. Great. I was uh, born and raised in Galax, Virginia, which is about two hours and 48 minutes from here. Uh, I go there a few times, so it's uh, great to see mom and dad. The schooling was done at a public school called Galax High School, and ironically, uh, I was planning to be a veterinarian, was physics student of the year, and enjoyed uh, math and science. And in my uh, year 19, I was in a community college before I went down to Virginia Tech, and I felt uh, God speaking to my heart about going into ministry. And so uh, at that point, I ended up going to a Bible college in Hope Sound, Florida called Hope Sound Bible College. And then from there, went to Kansas University to work on my master's in education. And then went to uh, West Virginia University and did my doctorate in education administration, college administration, in fact. And then went on uh, and did the Harvard Institute for uh, College Presidents. And so I've... Uh, learned for the last many years how to be a president, hoping I could be one someday. From the early part of your career, what were a few of the key lessons learned about leading people? Well, as I got my first jobs, I learned some very important lessons. And one of the first things that I was taught was everything's about relationships. And I learned that people matter. And I've shaped my life around that theme of helping people succeed. And so that's why I love education. I'm a poor Appalachian boy. We were so poor that I had hand-me-down clothes. We lived off the garden. Uh, my grandmother made $400 a month. I mowed yards and weren't, learned a work ethic that was exceptional as a young man. So work ethic and relationships were two key things I learned. Another thing that really was powerful for me in high school is I took uh, Future Farmers of America and became president of Future Farmers of America and the leadership skills they taught me are things I use now at 50 years old, 55 years old as a president. Wonderful classes from the Future Farmers of America. How would you describe your leadership style and how has your leadership style evolved over the years? Well, I think when you're young, you're too demanding, you're too aggressive, and I was as a 30-year-old leader. I wanted things done, I wanted them done now, and I wanted them done in a certain way. And I, I almost uh, drove the people too hard as a leader. I look back and wish I could go back and change that. But now as a uh, president, this is my second presidency, 
I've learned to just love people. And I've learned that sugar goes further than salt. And I've learned that if you invest in people and pour yourself into people, and uh, I used to be an eight to five guy, and if you weren't there at eight o'clock, man, you, would re you were in trouble. But now I want people to go be with their kids when they play soccer. Uh, I want them to just get the job done. I'm not a uh, stick stickler for some of those hourly things that we used to be. I love work at home moms that are able to, to be there and get things done. Some of the best workers we have are, work, are stay at home moms. And so I've just learned that if you're flexible and you just find out where people are and learn about them and just love them, you can get a lot done. And I would say the last uh, 15 years as I've been president, the presidencies have exploded at both places in a very positive growth manner and, and revenue manner. And I think it's because people enjoy working in a place that values people most. Give us a brief history of Columbia International University. CIU is, uh, was founded by four praying women. And those four women wanted someone to lead. And so they went to Dr. McQuilkin and they decided uh, to ask him to lead this institution and start a Bible college for training ministers and professionals. And so we have never wavered from that. Over the years, our leadership became known as a missionary leaders. We had different presidents who were missionaries around the world. And so our school really focused in on reaching the world for Christ, to know him and make him known. And this institution, uh, when I go out today, I still say, if you, if, if you wanna know our missions, we're mission. We're missions focused, and that's who we are. And you find 19,000 alumni around the world in 150 countries that have been impacted by Columbia International University. And when you see that, the impact is huge of all the Bible translators, all the people that have been led to Christ. That's who CIU is. So when you say differentiator, we do education, but we do it from a biblical perspective with a worldview and a value system of teaching students hard work and teaching them how to be successful in leadership, teaching them how to value people and love people, and we teach them how to go out and make a difference for Christ. So if you're a business student here, you are still going to be trained in Bible so you learn the ethics of good living. And that good living translates to being good citizens and having great careers. And so we have lawyers, doctors, we have uh, attorneys, all coming out of CIU business leaders. Some of the most successful business leaders in the world have come out of here. And as you look at that and the board we have now, you understand that CIU really is uh, making a difference in, in students' lives. Tell us about why you have the word international in the school's name. Part of that reasoning for international is one, in the name, it gives us a global reach. But secondly, on any given time, you will have 17 to 25 countries represented on this campus. And we continue to recruit and bring in students. We're known worldwide. And so you would have seven or 800 Chinese students that are here. Uh, taking online or, or being involved in our programs. You would have a number of Hispanic countries that we're involved with. 
the Philippines, uh, Germany, France, uh, European countries that have connected to us, many from alumni over the year. And so when you think about it, this is about as international of a place as you could be. Talk about your strategy and focus for the university in 2021. Well, our strategy for 2021 is we approach really our 100th anniversary. We have one recommitted to our mission, to know him, make him known, to train people biblically, to reach the world. And, and in the way we're going to do that, as nations have changed and the world has changed, the first thing we did was create a business as missions initiative. Uh, you're, you're in a building right now, a uh, setting where there's been a $20 million investment in faculty, staff, and infrastructure to take business students around the world. So one great push or thrust that we will have is to, is to look at this whole idea of, of business and how we can take business people throughout the world and, and they know Christ and they can introduce people to Christ in a missions way. Uh, Dr. Billy Graham said not long ago, uh, as, before he passed, that the next great revival for our world is going to come through the business community. And I would concur with him and I buy into that philosophy. So it's why I lead this vision. The second major initiative that we are getting into, and, and it was shocking to me a little when I came as president, that we had never been involved in the healthcare fields. And healthcare and mission, our mission and missions in general, is, is who we are. So we introduced and have started our first science and nursing uh, push, thrust. Uh, this coming fall, we will have our, uh, we have uh, a tentative approval to start our first nursing programs. And those will be done online. And then we will have an entire nursing facility here with the simulation beds and, and all the nurse uh, practitioners here. And we will have a place where it's a mini hospital, six or eight hospital beds and rooms, and students will be able to practice and learn on the simulation uh, beds. So we're, we're putting about another $10 million into medicine and healthcare with regards to our missions to us. So the future's bright when you understand 54% of all jobs in our world are gonna be in the medical fields as we become an aging world, then we wanna be involved in that. I have always felt that being a university president would be an extremely difficult job because you have so many stakeholders, students, faculty, parents, alumni, a board of directors, what is the most important metric for you as university president? I don't know if you know this, but the president of a university was just voted underneath the president of the United States as the second worst job of all. Uh, now, you have to be cut out to want to do this, and, and you're probably a little crazy if you want to do it in today's world. Uh, but it's, it, it's a job that, that I love, and the first metric that I look for is are we changing students' lives? Are we improving students' lives? When I can see, as I did last week in graduation, when I can see a student come in and that student go from a very immature person as a freshman to where they're graduating as a senior and they're ready for the job market. And here at CIU, you will get hired if you work here. Our business students, are. there's a waiting list of people who want our students. So when you can see students come out, they're mature, they're engaged, 
they're knowledgeable, they've grown so uh, so much, that, that just is a metric that I look at. Uh, obviously, as president, there are some metrics I have to look at. What's the financial health of the institution? Are we doing better in that arena? And we are. Uh, we have increased our revenue from about uh, uh, a $10 million organization to about a $35 million organization since arriving. Uh, we are looking at uh, growth as far as enrollment, and we are up from 1,000 students on campus, and, and then a, about 600 at Ben Lippin to now they have almost 1,000. We have 2,200. So we've seen tremendous growth in the organization. But also there's this community impact that as president I'm interested in. A college or university should not be here if it's not impacting its local community. So we are reading with our elementary schools, which have low test scores. We are going and playing basketball and instilling character virtues with our schools. We are doing food drives. We are starting businesses from our business department. We've invested over $30 million on the Monticello Road corridor, which had never been invested in. Those things are things as president I'm able to drive forward and just encourage and build coalitions and it's amazing what you can do when you, when you work together with others. Tell us a little more about you personally. What are some of your interests outside of work? Well, one of the things I love to do, one of my hobbies is politics. And it truly is a hobby. I laugh about it uh, because I have so much fun looking at Democratic and, and Republican positions and policies. I love the policy side of things. So I'm a policy wonk in some regards. So I go to conferences and I attend and somebody will say, oh, you're a strong Republican or why did you go to that Democratic thing? And for me, it's just the enjoyment. I get a kick out of like some people like to go fishing. I like to go to political events and I'll go to both sides. I, I really enjoy that. The second thing I love to do is read. I'm reading uh, eight, ten books always. I'll read a few pages of this one, a few, and I like to learn. Uh, and then I love being with my family, my boys. We like to golf together, and uh, we like to vacation together. My whole family has uh, said, Dad, you've got to take us to Disney. You're so fun. And so we're going to, uh, Lord willing, somewhere we'll go to Disney and spend a week. I've always wanted to do that, so it's getting close to time. What is your favorite business book? The John Maxwell series. He's been my mentor personally for 15 years. And so when you look at me, you see John Maxwell a lot. And a lot of people tell me that. And he took time to invest in me, and he does every year, three weeks a year typically, that he invests in, in really making me a leader. So when you look at his 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, John Maxwell's books have changed me dramatically. Uh, Leaders Ask Questions is another book that I love. Uh, as far as a business book, I lead our team through a business book every few months and uh, Red Carpet Customer Service is one of my favorites because I believe that your first impression matters so much. So one of the first things I did was put a half million dollars into cleaning this campus up, putting in flowers, putting in beautification of sods, getting, getting the trees trimmed, getting everything beautified. So red, red carpet customer service, in fact, the building you're sitting in, there's a red carpet outside the business uh, door as you walk in. Our faculty and staff have bought in. So uh, that's, a, that's one of my favorite books right now. What is your definition of happiness? My definition of happiness 
is uh, every day getting up, coming to work, enjoying what I do, and loving my family and loving God. And, I, and I'm the happiest man around. Uh, you wouldn't know this, but I've had an accident that uh, I didn't walk for a year. So I have 20-some screws in my body. And I live a life of pain every day. I also uh, had a kidney that I lost two years ago to kidney cancer. And so life has not been easy for me. I'm a fighter in the sense of I've had to fight hard to get through life. And every day, in a sense, is a fight. But I get up every morning, and my first words are, thank you, God, I can walk, because I was told I'd never walk again. Thank you, God, I have life and don't have cancer right now. And I just love life. Happiness to me is, is life. And I love it.